Welcome to I'm Game with Fred Croner. Today I'm joined by Marquise Lowe, who is probably one of the most successful track coaches in the state of Illinois, uh, not only at the high school level where he coached Kankakee to the girls and boys state championships last year in 2022, uh, but with the Vipers, which is a, an off-season track program that he started here in Champaign County back in 2010. And uh, I can't even count the number of uh, you know national and state champions you've had there and medalists. But uh, first of all, Marquise, welcome to the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, let's uh, let's start with the Vipers. When you got that going back in 2010, uh, it was a, a relatively small group compared to what you have now. Talk about <laughs> how many you had back then and how it's kind of just really grown and taken off over the years. Yeah. Um, so when we first started the, the Vipers, it was just more of an initial thing to get athletes to come and do track in the summer. Um, I think our original number was no more than 25 kids so our first few years we started with about seven athletes and um that it was just a mixture of one or two athletes from different schools and we didn't know if it's going to take off like it did well I didn't know if it was going to take off like it did uh eventually um my um co-founder she left to move to Chicago and do some different things and I kept the club going and last year was our biggest year ever we had 99 total athletes on our roster and um, it's been a blessing ever since to be able to get back to the sport of track and field and just get back to the um, surrounding communities in um, Champaign, Urbana area and central Illinois. So it's been it's been a ride for sure. So it's definitely been fun. It's kind of an interesting dynamic because you're, you're working with kids, boys and girls that uh, then during the high school season may be going against your kids and, and beating them uh, in races or. Yes or whatever talk, talk a little bit about that aspect of it that has to be kind of bittersweet during the high school season um you know what it's not because with track and track and field being so uh, individualized it's only a few times where you know when you're at a meet and you can't really cheer on the kids so for me uh, I tell everyone I'm a universal coach I I coach every event with the exception of two and it doesn't matter where my kid is at what uniform my athlete wears, I'm always going to support them and um, also give them their space because, you know, um, some coaches can be territorial. So I just make sure that they know that I'm there. And when they run up against, you know, whether it was Central, St. Thomas More when I was there or Kankakee is, is, I think it elevates us at the high school level more so than anything because they know who's in the race. They know what they have to do to beat that person because in the summer, they're all training partners. So when you see a Jayon Morrow going up against a Jackson Gilbert or a Maddie Marks going against uh, Naomi Bay Osborne, it's, it's, it's like, hey, we train together. So I know you're going to bring your best and I'm going to bring my best. And um, at like prep top times this year, it was the same thing. You know, a lot of Vipers in the same heat with Kanky Key. And it was it's it's fun for me because I get to watch them all race and run the fa their fastest. So I love it. I love it with a passion. You mentioned a couple of people I want to talk a little more about. Uh, Naomi, of course, is one of your runners there at Kankakee, and yes. uh, Marks is a freshman here at Muhammad Seymour, and uh, just what about two weeks ago won the national USATF uh, uh, championship in the four hundred meters. Uh, if you would talk a little bit about Madeline and, and working with her and, and how she's progressed and developed over the past couple of years. Man, um, you know what? Um, that girl has a, a great spirit, um, very coachable. 
um, always ask the right questions, very competitive. And that's what you want to see in a very young athlete. Um, I've been coaching her for about two years now, and her her mom and her dad have been so supportive of just helping build her up mentally to get there physically. Um, we added the weight room this year. So um, she's just getting stronger. And um, sometimes about the national meets, it's just about just showing up. Um, and we showed up to the one in Louisville. It was always in our plan after uh, Sacramento this year to go to Louisville. And she made it through the rounds. And um, she kept, she gave us a scare in the race because we didn't know if she was going to win or not because she was down by at least 10 meters going into the final uh, 100 meters of the race. And she just finally just turned on the gas and, 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 and won it. And for a young athlete, that's a that's a confidence booster because you just never know what can happen at those national meets. And um, she showed up and just to see her progress and um, running her fastest um, time on that track was just amazing. And she has ran faster and she will be definitely faster by the end of the uh, year for May for the state series. So I'm looking forward to seeing her progress and her growth throughout the years. So. And, you know, you, you talk about you hear these small world stories all the time. Her, her dad, Andy, is somebody that worked at the News Gazette part time when I was there. So I, I've known Andy since uh, he was back in high school at, at St. Joe Ogden. So it's just kind of interesting how these these connections come about and, and go about. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, you know, one thing I want to talk about, uh, we'll get into the coaching part, but I, I would think an equally or maybe not equally, but also a vital part of beyond just coaching is the encouragement factor, the, the motivation. And, and talk a little bit about that, because I feel like a lot of times that gets overlooked. And there's a lot of kids that have a lot of natural talent, but maybe they don't believe in themselves or they don't have a coach or somebody believing in them. So talk, talk about that aspect as well. You know what? That's been a topic of the year for me, because a lot of people just feel like athletes are just talented. They can do whatever they want. And that's not necessarily the case. Um, talent deserves to be coached talent should be coached and talent is coached it doesn't matter in what facet you have to really coach the talent because in track and field with so many different events all events are different and they have different specialties and stuff that you have to pay attention to so with our athletes we do a good job of breaking them down making sure that we know the mechanics and the science behind what we're doing and what we're teaching but also just building them mentally because the mental part is the biggest part that, that mental piece is encouraging. That mental piece is rough, it's tough, it's loving, it's supporting, um, supporting from afar, you know, just daily affirmations, um, words of encouragement, um, Bible scriptures, whatever it is, whatever it's going to take, motivational um, quotes from other people, legends. Uh, um, I do a good job of just maintaining and just keeping up with them as much as I can. If I read something for the day, I might shoot it through my group text with even the parents. And some even, even sometimes the parents need to hear those things because they're in their competitive nature as well because they always want their kids to win. So with me, um, I didn't have a lot of people that motivated me to be the person that I am today. All of my, my motivation came from pain and the struggle and, and losses. So it was just one of those things that I know that like my athletes needed, they needed that mental, that mental peace. They needed that mental stability and to be able to say, Hey, somebody believes in you. Somebody actually wants you to do well in this event. So make sure that you give it your all, no matter what. I think that's the biggest thing that I can offer to them. Just 
building them up mentally and physically because that's the biggest component in track and field. Uh, my philosophy is track and field is 80% mental and 20% physical. And that's a lot of people mantras when it comes to the sport. So that mental piece is you, the line, the gun, and the competitors. Who's going to win? You can only beat yourself when you're racing against time. And so we want to make sure that our athletes understand that, that they know that, that they don't put too much pressure on themselves before the big race and hopes to see that they'll be able to succeed no matter what they're doing. So. You mentioned earlier you coach all but two events. Uh, first of all, which two do you not coach? Uh, the pole vault and the hammer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could, but I just, those are not my things. So, and we don't do hammer at the high school level. So that's amazing. Um, the pole vault we do at both levels, but um, I, with so many other events, I just simply don't have the time to learn it and teach it the way that it, it deserves to be taught. So I kind of stray away from it as much as I can. Well, and then that's so that my next question. I mean, talk, talk about how you are able to train these athletes in so many different ones, because it's not like you've got runners and throwers. I mean, your sprinters are distance are different than your distance runners. And then you have hurdlers. And so talk about kind of the, the dynamics of coaching so many different groups. You know what? It, it used to be hard when you get so many when you get so many other kids joining your program. Um, but I think I just got it down to a science of what every kid needs and we train them all differently so you know we do a general warm-up and then we go into our sprint drills hurdle drills jump drills our distance goes into their, their you know their tempo their um, fun runs and things like that so we all have different um, training philosophies but for me when I have the entire group we we split them up so if I'm just by myself um, I create the plan probably a week in advance and then re-go over it Sunday night to make sure that, okay, if something is going on during the course of the season and we really need to focus on max velocity, accelerations, or distance, we need to work on special endurance one or two, or jumps just need to work on popping up at the board or just the fight phase and hurdles, whether it's the cut step or um, shortening the hurdle so they can get into rhythm. Um, those are the things that we really focus on a lot. And, and because we have so many different athletes, the older athletes cater to the younger athletes and making sure that they are doing the thing, doing the right things properly. Uh, not just being an athlete, being a, being like an athlete coach of some sort of a mentor in a leadership role, helping them use their voice and communicating with the younger athletes. So it kind of takes off of my job a little bit because that's how I train them. And if I have to go step away and go watch the jumps, I know that my sprinters are going to do what they need to do. Or if, um, if my distance coach is not there, she sends me to work out so I can get them going and get everybody going at the same time. So it works very, very well, but you really got to put forth the effort until you just can't come in and be like, oh, I got all these great athletes. I don't know what to do with them. It's having a plan, looking at that plan, reevaluating that plan, and also changing that plan in the course of the day in case something happens. An athlete may come to practice and you can see that they're lethargic and they're just not, they don't have the energy. It's like, okay, so I'm looking at you in a warm-up and I see that you're not executing the movements the right way. So maybe we do this today and then come back to that workout later on in the week, or maybe they just need a complete rest day. You know, everybody's just, just getting finished with indoor season. So for a lot of my kids right now, I'm like, you guys need to rest because you had a long indoor season. Take a couple of days off and 
it just so happened for us, uh, spring break is coming up. So I'm definitely going to give them a couple of days off because I need to rejuvenate too and get ready for outdoor season. So like that's a part of that mental piece. Like you don't want to be exhausted mentally going into another season or exhausted coming into practice. Practice is supposed to be fun, but it's also supposed to tax the body, but make you think and make you work hard. And you want to leave practice with something new every single day, whether it's mentally, physically, a coaching cue, confidence, motivation to the next practice, whatever. And so for me, it's just starting to become easy because I've been doing it for the last, um, what did I start in 2010? So the last 13 years, about for 13 to 15 years and um, understanding that I'm just a lifelong learner as well. So no matter what, I'm always in the books. I'm always uh, reaching out to my collegiate coaching friends. Hey, I need some advice. How do you fix this? How do you do that? And so that helps me with my athletes, just knowing that I have certain coaches to call on. So, you know, it's just, uh, you know, learning and bettering myself as a coach to make sure that the athletes are the same way as well. So you talk about having a plan and, you know, I would think one of the, the keys for having a plan would be the, the relay races because you can't just necessarily take your four fastest runners at whatever distance and put them together because sometimes kids don't work well together or then there's the order right. that sometimes somebody's a better starter, somebody's a better finisher. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot goes into to making up your, your relay re, uh, units too, right? Yes. Yes. Um, the summer stuff is fun. It's extremely fun because if I get four good, Young women or young men, I know I'm gonna, I know we're gonna have an amazing time. Um, in in terms of just Kankakee, um, we have some of the best athletes in the state, and they're all fast. And Kankakee has 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 been known for their speed for years, even before I was even here. They've just known to just push out great athletes, and I was happy that it all came together when we won and when we swept the relay titles on the girl side and the sprint relays, and then the boys, we went. Uh, we lost the four by two, but we finished second, but they won the four by one and the four by four. The Vipers is just totally different though, because if you get a Madeline Marks with a Naomi Bay Osborne and then an Izzy Roundtree from Central and you put them all together, it's like, oh my God, like they're all kind of right around the same speed, but one person may be faster than another, or one person may be able to take the stick better and be the leader of the relay it makes it all worthwhile. And that's the same thing I'm seeing with D'Angelo right now. Like D'Angelo Huey from uh, Muhammad Seymour is doing a great job of just honing his skills and 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 turning some of those um, races into positive glimpse of night for his career. And so teaming him up with Jayon this summer and Amari from Bloomington and TJ from Kankakee is going to be a, a, a amazing thing. And we have other athletes coming in. So it's just fun to watch because like D'Angelo is a quick runner, but he's not the best starter. You know, Maddie is the same way. Maddie is not a great starter, but when she get those wheels turning, you're like, okay, okay, now we can see. So like, it's just being very strategic. I can't get too many um, tips away because I don't want people to be like, oh, well, Lo said, put this person right here. And uh, we actually had that conversation last night with the parents. Like, where do you think she should go? I said, I know where she should go and I know where I will put her, but I'm not going to tell you so you can tell them because y'all got to see me in May. So I got to, I got to, that's, that's the fun part about it. When you got a club and you got your high school team and you, you want to be competitive, but you also want to root them on. So I give them tips, but 
I don't I don't give them too much. You know, they probably watch my relays and be like, oh, low got this person, this place. So maybe we I'm like, you probably don't want to do that because strategically I'm looking to put these pla- people in these places for this reason. So I think that's why it's fun, like just watching them and and seeing them do great things. So, yeah. And you mentioned uh, D'Angelo Huey from Muhammad. And if I remember right, last week's state indoor meet, he was the only boy in class 2A to finish in the top eight in both the 200 and 400. So, I mean, that uh, is a tremendous achievement uh, there for that young man, isn't it? Yes. Um, and if you look at his times from the previous year, you wouldn't have even expected it to happen. But I knew in this fall training, he was going to be amazing because uh, – he just wanted it. His, he, he just wanted it more than a lot of other people. And I remember taking him to nationals and he sent me a text at like super late at I say, coach, I just want to say thank you because you're like, you have put something in me that I didn't know I had in myself. And there are other people that have watched him grow. I mean, for an athlete to go from 54, 53 seconds into 400 to 50 seconds, it's amazing in over a short period of time. And he, he also could have placed in the 60 as well. I just think he had a bad start. Um, I didn't really see his race. I need to go back and analyze it. But I also think he's doing a great job of making sure that he's staying healthy. He's listening to his coaches and like his coaches do a great job of reaching out to me and just say, hey, what are you doing with him? Is there anything that we need to do? So I think it's like it, it takes a village, especially when you have athletes all over the place. And when the coaches are not ego-driven or, you know, just center team focus, we can all help the overarching kid to make sure that they're successful in the events and the things that they want to do. So I think that's super important as well. You know, I found over the years, there are a lot of coaches that are successful, maybe coaching boys, coaching girls, but you don't see a lot of coaches that at the same time are coaching boys and girls. So so talk about that dynamic. And uh, I imagine you have some things different. You can't necessarily treat the, the girls the same as, as you would the guys, right? Yeah, everyone has to be coached uh, as an individual and a little bit different because I think it's important for like the girls can't be trained like the boys. They have different motors and they go through different things with their body. A boy, you can be a little bit harder on because they're going to work hard and they can definitely push out and do a little bit more. But then you have some women that just actually do very, very well under pressure. Um, For me, when I was coming to Kankakee, I wanted to run the program like I was running the Vipers and I made that be known. Like I said, um, I want my title to be director of track and field because that's if that's what I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be coaching both teams. And my dream is to be a collegiate coach. They know that that I will have the experience at the high school level. So I oversee both boys and girls program and the junior high program, both boys and girls. And at the junior high program, it's not two. You got seven grade girls, eight grade girls, seven grade boys, eight grade boys. So I oversee all of that. And I have my thumbprint and my blueprint in these programs. And so if I was to ever leave and go collegiately, whoever will take a chance on me or hire me to do what they want me to do, they know that I have that that experience, not just in track and field, but also with, you know, the facilities, um, budgeting, recruiting, whatever the case may be. I think all of those things all buy into what, you know, you want to build into your certain programs. And so the Vipers have taught me that a lot. And this also helped my success with Kankakee. Um, So I'm, I'm, I'm super happy about, you know, the levels it took to get to each step. And also just different levels and adding on different things, different coaching, um, 
lessons that I've learned throughout the years. Every year is totally different. We approach every year, one year at a time, each individual day, one step in front of it one step in front of the other to make sure that we're doing it the right way and making sure we are not just coaching a name. We're actually coaching a kid on and off the track, off the track, in the classroom, in the community. Um, it's, it's, it's all important. So I think that's um, one of the, I think that's one of my best things as a coach that I'm able to do just that, just reach many, many people and treat each individual as an individual athlete not just their name because they're the fastest kid on the track but because I actually learned who they are and what they are geared towards and how their motors work so yeah I want to ask you uh before I let you go here when, when you were getting out of high school and coming to the University of Illinois where you ran track for a while would you have seen yourself at that time as a, a track coach or kind of what direction were you looking at that point in your life um, coming out of high school, to be honest, I didn't know too much about the sport because I only ran my senior, the end of my senior year. I was so much chasing this basketball dream that didn't pan out to be what I wanted it to be. So I had somebody look at me and just say, Hey, you should run track. So I ran track literally from April to the end of May. And I ran summer track that year and Coach Tucker took a chance on me after U of I said, hey, I see something in you. I'm going to give you a shot. Um, going into college, I wanted to be a history teacher. Um, so I was um, studying to be a history teacher. Then I switched it to English and I never thought uh, I was going to be a coach or even be a coach for this long. But I had to change my mindset and philosophy around what being a teacher really was. So being a coach is being a teacher. I'm like, I'm teaching lessons every single day, physically, mentally, emotionally, socially. Um, so I had to look at it from that standpoint. I don't need to be in a classroom to teach a lesson. I don't need to be in a classroom to motivate an athlete or a kid. And my daughter, having a daughter at a very young age as well, also helped with that because I had my child when she was 16, when I was 16. And um, it helped me grow into a man a little bit faster. So knowing that I can give back to other people and their kids and the lessons that I learned throughout life and in college and the do's and the don'ts. And we're never always going to get it right. But if we can point them in the right direction, um, you know, I thought that was super important. So when I went into coaching, I went into coaching, not I wouldn't say for the wrong reasons, I just. I went into coaching because my collegiate coach didn't plan out to be the one I needed to be for me to be successful in my life. And so when I was able to give back and share that story with my athletes and that watch them grow, it became super important and a very important piece of why I coach. And um, like, like it's also replaces that like, Hey, you're a coach teacher and you're not just, coaching them you're teaching them life lessons that they're going to carry for the rest of their life so I'm also a, even though I'm, they put me in a classroom in Kankakee right now I'm, I'm I'm happy with that but I get to coach and teach every single day and um, I'm super proud of the the accomplishments of the Vipers and Kankakee um, track and field team because they both are one in the same for me right now there is no Kankakee track and field team um, if I didn't have the Vipers as a club team and there is no building blocks if I wasn't at Central and St. Thomas Moore before taking taking the him there. So it's all come full circle for me. So I'm, I'm really enjoying the process in the moment and 
being able to mentor kids and lead them in the right direction. And leadership is hard. It's uncomfortable. Um, it challenges you at times. And I'm just super excited that um, God chose me to be this person in this phase of my life to be this leader for the athletes that I'm able to coach right now. So, And it, it pretty much keeps you on the go year round too. I mean, there's really yes. to an off yes. season for you. So yes, there is no off season, but I'm learning. I'll be 40 in June. So I'm learning to take breaks and have fun and enjoy life. And my grandbaby is six. So I'm, 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 able to do a little bit more thinking. I, I reevaluate every five to 10 years on what I'm doing. And on the 40, if I get to do that as well. And USA Track and Field this year is in um, Champaign again. So I'm looking forward to that. So um, I stay busy from, from January to, to the end of July. And uh, we're going to Eugene, Oregon this year for USA Junior Olympics. So that's going to be amazing. But right after that, I'm taking a break and I can't wait. I bet. We've been talking today to, to Marquise Lowe, who's the uh, coach, oversees the Vipers program, boys and girls, uh, and has had that for the last 13 years. And then also the highly successful Kankakee girls and boys programs, which both won class 2A state titles last year. So, uh, Marquise, thanks for your time today. Anything else you'd like to add before I let you go? Oh, no, I just want to say uh, what's up to all the people in Muhammad. I know you're in Muhammad, so I just definitely got to shout out Cole Marshall, D'Angelo Huey, Ava Boyd, um, Madeline Marks, and uh, my young, my young, young star. He was a young star for me a long time ago. Quentin Rogers. Uh, hope you guys are up there doing well. Um, um, Scott Irwin, the Boyds, the Marks, uh, all of those people in the Vipers Track Club in Champaign County and all over. And um, just Kankakee, the entire uh, community, the entire county, you know, um, be out on the lookout for us in May. We got something special for you guys once again. So looking forward to it. And thank you, Fred, for um, interviewing me. I really appreciate uh, being on the podcast today. Thank you so much. You bet. Well, thanks, and congratulations. Hope you have a great season. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.